If you're going to self-manage your rental properties, you know I'm a big fan of finding that proper tool to get the job done. Well, we want to tell you about RentReady. RentReady is a really awesome property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. Collect rent online and get paid. Find that perfect tenant with their screening and listing services and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using RentReady's app too. They can pay rent using card, ACH, or cash, set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it, and even build their credit score through RentReady's new credit reporting feature. Did we also mention that RentReady is unlimited and all of this is flat priced? No tricks or hidden fees. RentReady is designed for people to manage their own properties so you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And RentReady has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the REI Mastermind Network. You can get RentReady's annual plan for only $54 at RentReady.com when you use our special code MASTERMIND. That's RentReady.com, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with code MASTERMIND, M-A-S-T-E-R. M-I-N-D at RentReady.com to get RentReady's annual plan for only $54. You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join J.D. as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. Well, we got Mark Stubler on the line. Mark, I really appreciate you joining us here tonight. And and before we kick things off, I always like to lead with your contact information. So Mark is the, the uh, founder of Joe Homebuyer Real Estate Investing Franchise that... Um, Helps newer yes. investors especially get into this whole thing we call wholesaling and real estate investing. And, and right. I, uh, it's really an exciting uh, topic here tonight. But if you want more information uh, from you directly, we'll go to joehomebuyer.com. Is that the best place to get a hold of you? And you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook. Yep. Uh, thank you, Jack. I appreciate that. Uh, but that's, that's exactly right. Joehomebuyer.com. Would love to, love to hear from you. So let's just start things off. Like, uh, let's, you know, I, I always like to start at the beginning. Like, how did you get into this? Like uh, the whole real estate investing thing, is becoming an entrepreneur. Let's let's go down that road a little bit. I appreciate the question. I I'm a fence and deck salesman, so I'm the guy that shows up to your home uh, with uh, my uh, my polo and uh, measures your your yard and, and gives you an estimate for a fence. That's my experience uh, up until five years ago. I'm a fence and, and deck salesman. Worked with a great company for 10 years. And uh, they gave me a gift about 10 years, uh, well, excuse me, about five years ago after working for them for 10 years. And they didn't realize they were giving me a gift. I was making good money. I had worked for them for, you know, mentioned several years. And the gift they gave me was they took away my autonomy. Uh, I, I was the guy that came and went as I pleased. I showed up on Tuesdays for sales meeting. Other than that, I was uh, just pounding the pavement, 
producing cells and they were happy. I was happy. And then about 10 years in, they said, Hey, you have to come in once a week for four to five, six hours and man the desk. And I felt like I was a pencil sharpener. And uh, they gave me the gift of taking away my autonomy. And I realized that that entrepreneurial energy and bug that was in me, in my blood, it, it surfaced. It challenged me to ask myself, actually, I'm not my own, my own uh, I'm not calling my own shots completely. I'm still working for somebody. And I was friends with Cody Hoffine, who you and I both have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. He uh, just had recently at the time got into uh, wholesaling and he challenged me. We had gone to lunch and I told him my dilemma and I told him I was on a journey to make a decision soon. I was going to pick Amazon business or a real estate. And I was doing research in both. And he said, look, you got to try this. And uh, thankfully, he was open enough to share what he learned. And not more than just a few months later, we actually ended up partnering up. But uh, that's what was the pivotal change for me, Jack, was um, having a successful company I worked for, but realizing that, you know, hey, I have this entrepreneurial energy and blood about me, but it was them taking away some of that freedom that I realized, no, I need to take this serious. I need to go and create for myself. Right. No, that, that's that's kind of neat that you had Cody to kind of lean on, maybe maybe uh, push you in that direction. But there probably was some other driving purposes behind you getting into real estate investing as well, right? What what made it attractive? Like what what uh, if you had five benefits in for real estate investing, what would they be? So I had bought a rental. I had a couple rentals. I had done a a rehab or two over the course of working for this other company. I would dabble in other little businesses. I understand also on the contrary, the value of like an e-commerce business of like, hey, I want something to work for me while I'm not. So that connected with me from the rental side, this idea that hey, I could be collecting rent each month and not have to duplicate myself year in, year out, month in, month out. So that was one thing. The idea that I could create passive income through real estate. I understood that from you know, that side of things. I'd, I'd done a rehab and it was something that was interesting to me. Um, and, and I, you know, I had a lot of experience growing up with landscaping and things. And so I kind of liked the side of like enhancing a home and enjoying that. Um, but then really that was the profits. I mean, if, I, if I'm calling a spade a spade, mm-hmm. margins, in, margins in real estate are attractive. You can do some pretty special things very quickly in short order with the right direction in real estate. The margins are a special thing. And so I, I took what I knew, the experience I had, coupled with the opportunity and the margins, the profit opportunities in real estate. I said, this is, this is where I'm going to yeah, start my journey. Yeah. No, th- th- I mean, that's got to be the driving reason, right? I mean, for most people, let's just be blunt about it. I mean, it's right. all about, about the money. But you know, what, what really intrigues me is that <clears throat> you going through the process of deciding to get into real estate doing the full plunge of being an entrepreneur and then turning this into a franchise. I mean, can you talk a little bit about like that process and like, how did you get, go to becoming a franchise? Well, look, I, I got mentoring right off the bat, both with my business partner, Cody, who had been in it a few months longer than me. Um, I had, um, you know, received some of the best practices that I could follow and you know, I really valued that. In fact, Jack, it jumpstarted me. Had I not had that, I, um, you know, it, it would have been a slower uh, growth type thing. And so I, I understand it from that perspective. I see in our world, in, you know, this world of real estate, that there's so much opportunity, but oftentimes people 
you know, kind of, uh, I mean, you've seen it. A lot of people get into it, but they don't stick with it because there's lack of clarity, lack of purpose, whatever it is that, you know, or even just the fears uh, of um, spending money to market and that type of thing uh, overcome them and, and they give up early. And so for me, it was like, all right, well, I received a lot of benefit by having, you know, instruction and mentoring. How can I provide that in, in this marketplace? And I, I feel like mar- with, you know, coaching and, you know, uh, seminars and gurus and, and all these different things, they're great. In fact, I was a benefactor of it. But what about the ongoing scaling, the ongoing implementation? Who's there when you have, you know, a hiccup at the closing table, midnight hour? You know, sometimes the coaches are there. But can I provide that system in a turnkey um, style business? And that's what we've done with Joe Homebuyer, a system that people cannot just get the education, but the implementation, the handholding, so to speak, the ongoing mentoring and support so they can build and scale a business over time. And that's the distinction with Joe Homebuyers. It's the ongoing, you know, implementation and support. And I felt like I could, anyway, go ahead. No, I, I just think that, you know, one of the key things that I, we've definitely found, it's that persistent, consistent behavior. And without what you're talking about, it's really hard to ensure that persistent, consistent behavior if you don't have those type of that type of support and processes in place. Um, well said. So you, you're talking about that. That's another thing that's really interesting is that you would have had to spend quite a bit of time planning out this processes, not only the curriculum but like the tools and down to the script oh. level, I'm sure. I mean, this is, this is a lot of content. It's, it's, I, I didn't quite understand what I was signing up for when we said, hey, we're going to create this. It took us about two years to develop everything we're at today. And let's be honest, I'm continually improving and developing better processes, more content, and improving our, our support. Where we lack in some of our processes today, we provide in concierge service um, and, you know, just hands-on experience. But yes, it's, it's very robust. It takes a lot to have. I mean, you have to create a system that virtually somebody can plug and play. They want to know exactly what to do, exactly what the cadence is with marketing, exactly what the, you know, the, the metrics should tell them relative to how much they should market and where they should start their marketing, um, what list they should start with, how they obtain the list. I mean, it's on and on and on. It's, it's a big project. And, and, uh, that's what uh, we enjoy doing. We have a very capable team. We feel like we've been able to do it. Uh, we started in Utah, very quickly captured market share, went into Dallas, a very competitive market, had our first franchisee in Phoenix and realized, hey, we're getting results in all of these places. And so we've had a lot of experience so that we can provide support for people in competitive markets, small markets, large markets. Um, we, we understand the game and uh, we're always learning as well so that we can continue to provide our franchisees a lot of support. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is really kind of an interesting thing. Like, so, so when you're, when you, when you provide, like somebody signs up for your franchise, can you talk a little bit? Let's, let's broaden it out a little bit. What does all that encompass? Like you're, we've been talking about everything from 24 hour support to, I'm sure that there's knowing Cody, I'm I'm sure that there's some uh mindset <laughs> right. stuff in there. Um I'm sure that there's there, there's there's got to be a lot of training and material and scripts and 
I'm sure you even have gotten to the point of uh, giving giving people like direction on what should what should be printed on their yellow letter. I mean, that's uh, right, that's right. So yeah, very, like, there are, there are different stages. Like you can have this this level of support versus like the whole. Very much, yeah. In fact, we have some Jack that come on. And they want to build the business as a general manager. They don't want to go out and acquire properties. They don't want to dispo it themselves. They want to put those plug people into those positions. And so we have a model to support that. There's others that want to be, um, you know, in the trenches, out the gate, learn the whole thing and scale their business over time and hire over time uh, and, and anywhere in between, right? And anywhere mm-hmm. in between in terms of experience. We've had a couple business rollovers where they're already in the business and they want to just scale their business and we support them with that. And others that don't know the first thing about real estate, but they just have a little bit of, you know, you know, they're entrepreneurs and they want to get off on a journey. But to answer your question relative to what does that support look like? What are the granular aspects of that? You're, you're spot on. Uh, it starts with, uh, we, we're coaches of um, success. And, and I feel like I can say that because I'm a student of success, meaning I'm, I don't have it all figured out, but I'm working on it. You know, I'm learning. I'm trying to develop to be the best leader I can be. And I found that in my organization, the better leader, Jack, that I'm becoming, the better I develop individually, the more value I'm able to provide my own team, even my family for that matter, and as a husband and a father. Um, and it starts with that personal development. And so we understand that there has to be a, a con- an aspect of the Joe Homebuyer system that provides ongoing coaching and support to help them to learn success principles and develop and, and challenge them to, to, to do that. Um, with, with the industry we're in, we're a marketing company. We're an acquisition mm-hmm. company. We're a sales company, meaning that it is real estate. So we get the benefits of all the upside that real estate offers. But when it comes down to it, we're, we're a marketing company. Like mm-hmm. the phone has to ring. The opportunities have to, we have to create opportunities, whether it's through, you know, pounding the payment on the phone or, or direct mail or web or, or any of the other nuances for marketing, which we apply, we're a marketing company. And so we provide a lot of support with the marketing. We understand, you know, where to spend money and how to do so to scale over time, not to just throw money. You know, when we first went into Dallas about a year and a half ago, we made some mistakes because here we are just killing it in Utah, have lots of competitors and we know everything. We went into Dallas because we had a budget. We just started spending our budget. Luckily, we were making money, but we weren't overly profitable because we just kind of threw caution at the wind. We're like, hey, we've done this. We were kind of puffing out our chest. We've done this before. We learned some valuable lessons. They helped us realize that, you know, every market's a little different. Our approach has to be, you know, start from the ground up, you know, learn and apply and implement based off your findings, you know, finding what, you know, making decisions off your KPIs. And so we've learned some great things over the years that are just allowing us to provide a lot of value to our franchisees. Um, and, and one of the things I have most passion about is the acquisition side. You know, remember, I was in selling fencing and decking. So I love meeting with sellers. I love talking about, uh, you know, their projects. In this case, we're talking about a problem that they're having and solving it. So we provide a ton of support on acquisition uh, and acquiring the properties, which includes, you know, lots of case studies, lots of examples, ongoing support every week where their acquisition managers or the owner themselves or both can jump on a support call. And we break down actual deals that we're doing, actual case studies, the good, the bad, where we did great, what we could have done better, the negotiation, all the nuances in between so that we can really help our franchisees not only understand the marketing, not only understand the success principles, but now, all right, how do I go out and apply them? And how do they actually 
how are they most relevant in the conversations and the opportunities I'm having? And so the acquisition support is another major part of what we have to provide. Yeah. So b- before we move on, I just want to make sure everybody uh, knows how to get a hold of you again. So make sure if you like what you're hearing, what Mark is saying, um, definitely check out joehomebuyer.com. And, uh, you know, I, I know you're very active on LinkedIn. So look for Mark Stubler, S-T-U-B-L-E-R on LinkedIn. I'm sure that uh, you'll probably be able to answer a few questions there as well. Please, please. But with that, you know, going back to five years ago, when you're getting into real estate investing, if you had a platform like you're offering here now, like when you started off, like how much faster would you have have grown your business? I love that. It would have been a game changer, wouldn't it? (laughs) I love that question. I can answer it by saying we just had a gentleman that's a lot like me and Cody that just started in Dallas and what he's been able to accomplish in just a few months. And, you know, because of the nature of franchising, I can't quote specifics uh, because, you know, we need to be sensitive not to try to, you know, and I don't even know that it's that uh, all situations are going to be equal, but he's just knocked it out of the park. And, you know, partly because of his character and who he is, but partly because we've created a platform that he could focus on his strengths and utilize, you know, the things that we've created for him uh, and built around him. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so the easy answer to your question is, yes. What I know now, if I could have tapped into uh, a, a turnkey system and leveraged all that experience and even the personnel and resources for support, it, it, it would have been a special thing. It's, and that's what we're hopefully providing for our franchisees is just a jump start. You know, in fact, we just had a new franchisee come on on Utah. He's my acquisition manager, Jack. And he, he's going from my acquisition manager to my, a franchisee in Utah. And uh, he very much looks at it that way. He said to me the other day, in fact, believe it or not, his name is Joe as well. So go figure, Joe Homebuyer. But uh, <laughs> Joe is my acquisition manager, now, at, now a franchisee. And uh, he said that. He says, look, I, I know what to do now, but why would I go do it on my own when you guys have five years head start on me? I'm just going to tap into your system and go out and, uh, and uh, take over the world with it. And so um, that's the goal is to create a platform where you can leverage our, not only leverage our experience, but leverage our team to just go out and uh, worry about the things that are most important. That's making money. Sure. So, you know, you, you, you brought a, up a, a bunch of stuff here to unpack, but one one of the things that I, I think is something that I keep I get, I keep pushing is the is the whole concept of you can either put in the ten thousand hours, become proficient at this yourself, or um, and and I don't mean becoming an expert. I mean there's like ten thousand hours behind putting this franchise and all this material and all of this other stuff, all the man hours associated with this. That, that yes. runway is considerably shortened, whether you're getting, you're hiring a mentor or you're, you're, you're signing on to be a franchisee in this situation. Um, you're going to either pay for this one way or another, you know, and, <laughs> That's right. and it's, it's one of those things that uh, it's really a great platform that I think people should take a hard look at. I mean, uh, uh, we've, we strong believers in mentorship and, and, uh, that investment is so worth time and money and effort. I mean, you might as well either either put in that 10,000 hours or you learn somebody who's already put in those 10,000 hours. That's exactly right. And if you take it to a monetary perspective, 
I mean, well said. Uh, if I could only add the monetary side, it's you're either going to pay in terms of time and lots of time, lots of, and, and certainly there's cost associated with that, or you're going to be buying into an opportunity that saves you all those funds and you're not investing the same amount of time. Um, but either way, you're going to be investing time and money, but can you cut out uh, a hefty percentage of that by, by tapping into something that's already created for you? Sure. So, you know, one of the things that when they sent me uh, information about Joe Homebuyer, one of the things that stood out to me that I wanted to make sure I asked you about is the collaboration style of sales and and stuff that you promote. Can you talk a little bit about that regarding the whole collaboration approach to sales? Yeah, certainly. In fact, I appreciate the question, uh, Jack. And for me, I, I don't know that I'm the most polished sales guy uh, or that I, you know, there's lots of systems out there. In fact, mm-hmm. one of them that we all adopt uh, that we, in our industry, that's pretty popular is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Oh, I um, love that book. Incredible book. And I'm sure incredible. you've talked about it on, on your podcast before. And there's those on the listeners, if you haven't read it or listened to it or both, uh, just incredible takeaways from that. So we very much use these concepts. And there's others that, uh, you know, over the years in sales that I've been in different programs or received training. And I like the word collaborative in the sense that we really don't um, play a lot of games when we're, when we're negotiating. Yes, do we use the Chris Voss techniques of mirroring and labeling and, and uh, you know, the, those things that he teaches that allow you mm-hmm. to get into a, a deeper level of a negotiation with um, with the perspective as a seller. But, and so there is a lot of that, but this idea of collaborative is at the end of the day, our mission at Joe Homebuyer is improving lives by creating real, uh, by providing creative real estate solutions. So it's this idea of, am I providing real value to them? Am I improving their life? And at the end of the day, I'm convinced, and it goes back to this go-giver, if you haven't read that book, this go-giver mindset, that I'm convinced that if I'm genuinely interested in providing them true value and you know, spending a lot of my time and energy being collaborative, right, what do you need? Doing a real needs audit. What is it that they, is really going to benefit them? What is it going to help them to move on to plan B and actually improve their lives? What are those creative solutions I can come up with to provide that value? And that's what I mean by collaborative sales. What is it that's going to, that I think that helps me stand out from my competition. The fact mm-hmm. that I'm genuinely interested in finding a solution. I'm, col- I'm collaborative in my effort to, to just ask quality questions and, and really build a solution around their needs. I'm just convinced that that's the right way to do business and it's the right way to offer what we're offering. We all know that there's, you know, some fuzzy ways to do business uh, in real estate. You can cut corners, you can be dishonest, you can misrepresent. Um, we're not about that, nor do I think a lot of people are. But uh, we're also not heavy on, on on gimmicky type sales, you know, pulling away type thing. And and some of you are going to cringe that have lots of business experience. Um, certainly, we we set impending events and we set deadlines and things like that. But we don't play games of like, hey, if you don't make a decision today by twelve o'clock, you know, I'm gone type thing. Um, but we we say, hey, look, there's an urgency here. I've got to allocate funds. I've got to make decisions. But at the end of the day. You know, I know that uh, I've invested a ton of time with Mr. Seller that he needs this, that, and the other, and I can provide that if we can come up with a solution. And I'm mindful of ways that I can provide real value to the seller. And, and that's just our, our, our belief system, core value, and our mission, again, improving lives by delivering creative real estate solutions. I, I feel like you can win more than you don't just by having the mindset of how can I provide these people real value, real creative solutions 
And it just seems to yield the results that, uh, you know, our ambitions desire um, to just make lots of money in real estate. And all along the way, you're providing a ton of value. Yeah. No, I, you know, I, I don't want to put you on the spot. So if, if you don't have one in the holster, I understand. But could you give us an example of like one of these creative, creative offers that you might have uh, maybe? Absolutely. Maybe, yeah. So uh, I actually, I'll break it down a little bit for you. So I had a, a family that uh, wanted to put an agreement together, felt good about the price, felt good about everything. Um, they lived out of state. And so this was all over the phone. And uh, coming down to the uh, details, we agreed on a price. We looked through the DocuSign. We're going through the details. They verbally agreed to everything. And here we are, click send, like it's done. And they go, Mark, this looks great. I can't think of a worry in the world. We're just going to review it with our attorney tomorrow. And I'm like, well, help me understand. We've agreed on price. We've agreed on, you know, all the details. You know, what can I do to, you know, just uh, ask you to keep your commitment and proceed tonight? And uh, they wanted to drag their feet. They're like, well, we just, you know, want to sleep on it, talk, talk with, uh, you know, our attorney type thing. And I, I challenged him. I said, well, let me ask you this. If I were able to get a little uncomfortable and provide something of additional value to you, and I don't know what that is, Mr. Seller, but I was able to provide additional value. Is it something that we could, you know, proceed with tonight? If you just felt like, you know what, this is a no brainer. Mark was willing to pay the price. We were able to have the time in the home that we need. We we're able to have the different things that we need. You know, is there something that would sweeten the deal for you to make it better? Well, Mark, we've got that Hummer We've got that Hummer sitting in the garage that I need shipped out to North Dakota. If you would, we don't know how we're going to get that back. If you could get that out to us, I think we could feel comfortable putting this together today. So I'm like, all right, well, if I commit to that, you're willing to sign the agreement right now, right here on the phone type thing. And so they agreed to it. And the only stipulation I put on the addendum was, okay, well, uh, as long as uh, it doesn't exceed $2,500, I'll ship your Hummer to you. It ended up being $1,800 or something. Now, that was not meaningful to most people, but to them, getting that Hummer, it had a lot of history. He had driven it from North, North America to South Tip of South America. He'd seen thousands and thousands of miles, lots of history. Mm -hmm. It was important to him. More commonly, it's really finding out that people need cash before closing and need time in their home after they close, uh, a dumpster, or obviously just to leave things in their home. And people think, well, yeah, that's pretty common in our space. And it is. But are we building a plan around that actually helps them see plan B, relieve them of some of those stresses? And, uh, you know, we just try to find a creative. In fact, every week in our team meeting, we, we get together as a team. And one of the sections of our agenda is seller stories. What have we done for sellers that we can share that meets our mission of providing creative real estate solutions? And every week it's a different story. Hey, we met with such and such seller. We were able to do this for him. That's what we're about. And so it's just creative ways. I mean, shipping a Hummer to North Dakota might be the most random of all of them, but um, they're all unique and they're all different. Obviously helping people re relocate, you know, taking them to Chick-fil-A for the first time. We've done it all, my friend. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I didn't mean to put a, a plug in for our friends at Chick-fil-A, but we had a seller that had never been to Chick-fil-A and it came up. And so he hopped on our car and uh, that was just one way we were able to connect with them is, is provide our, our seller Chick-fil-A. So we, we just try to get engaged in their lives. No, I, I mean, that's a great example. I, I, I'll throw one out at you too. We, we had one where there was a family that the father had passed away and there were quite a few antiques in the house. Yep. So they, uh, 
but unfortunately the family wasn't getting along and nobody would want to, nobody right. wanted to come together to collect, <laughs> right. to collect the stuff. So our offer was that we delivered that all they had to do was tag the antiques. And when we just had them all delivered to the, I love it. So right. just, just, right. just to make them a little Pinky bit more comfortable. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just, just that little bit extra. And then we closed on the deal. <laughs> I feel your pain. We had a lady that wouldn't uh, close because she didn't know what to do with the, the uh, upright piano. And until she could wrap her mind around the solution. Anyway, so it's, it's fun. We're in, we're in such a special industry where we can provide people so much value. And sometimes it's just that extra question. It's that extra sensitivity to ways you can provide value and, and it opens up a lot of doors. So, well, you know, we've been, we've been chatting for a good half hour here already. Um, before, and I really value your time and I know it's a Friday night, but was there anything else that we probably should have, I should have asked you here yet tonight? I, I, I love the question. And um, I started a little bit into this direction. The one thing I like to share with people is wherever you're at on your journey, wherever, you know, you're, you're already doing something for yourself by listening uh, to this podcast and uh, you've got a, a great resource in Jack and, and, and uh, as both, content, but somebody that I can, that I know genuinely cares about providing value. So you're already doing, you know, as, as I speak to the listeners, you're already doing things to help your future. Um, real estate's a special, uh, a special market. You've chosen well in, in that regard. The, the add on to that would be challenge yourself to become a better leader. Um, and a leader is a different thing for, for everybody else, but develop, you know, who you are as a husband, as a father, as a business partner, as a, as a uh, employee and you think, well, why would I invest into being a better employee? Well, you're being a better employee because you're providing people more value and the more value you provide, the more opportunities open up. And I just adopted this idea, reiterate it, that the better leader you become, the more opportunities and, and uh, grateful that I've learned that principle. I'm still on a journey to, to develop that. We've been able to attract just incredible talent at our organizations um, because of, uh, I believe in part at least, because of who I'm trying to become, who my business partner is trying to become, what we're trying to accomplish. And, and it starts with just that personal journey of, of, of maximizing our potential. And so just an invitation challenge. Thank you, Jack, for you know, creating a platform for me to share that and also um, caring to, to share that message and ask that, that question for your listeners. And challenge, you know, that's the journey that we should all be on is, is uh, developing ourselves in that way. So, well, you know, the, you kind of, you kind of took the, the wind out of my sails. And in the end, <laughs> at the end of the ep episode, I usually uh, summarize like some highlights um, of, of the episode. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to leave it where you just left it. I mean, that your ending is like absolutely perfect. Oh, thank you. Um, and, and we're, I really appreciate your time. Again, look for Mark at uh, his website, johomebuyer.com. Uh, you can reach out to him there. And is there any other preferred methods of getting hold of you or your team? I'm I'm sure being a franchise, you know, although you're probably covering most of the United States, I'm, I'm guessing that you have limited number of students in each region, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so you probably much, yeah. want to reach out sooner than later just to make sure you grab <laughs> your spot is what I'm saying. Yes. Please. Uh, but LinkedIn is another great one. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, but there is an opportunity if you just go to joehomebuyer.com 
select on the franchise opportunity uh, section. We'd love to hear from you. You can fill out a form and obviously we'd love to have a one-on-one conversation with you if you find value in, in our offering. Uh, and even if you don't, we can get you steered in the right direction and uh, would love to, to chat with you. Great. No, I appreciate it, Mark. I hope we can chat again sometime. Good man. Likewise. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time and tell a friend.